This is Record Royale, where we throw two albums into the ring with one another and see which one comes out on top. What? <laughs> All right, we're kicking this episode off, and it's a, it's a historical episode of the podcast because Adam is not here, Bradley is not here. It is just me. It's just Will and a very special guest, Kayla Henry from Eat Your Heart Out. Hello, Caitlin. Hey, Will. What's up? Oh, honestly, this is great. This is so cool, and I'm really excited to do this. I'm the one so on one. This is a full on interview. I'm a full yeah. on interviewer. Yeah. You can... Like, I am a legit carving my way yeah. into the interview scene. It's pretty great. This thanks is for great. Uh, Thanks for coming on and being so accommodating with the, with the podcast so far. Of course. I am so excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've told you before, I'm a fan. I've listened to it. quite a few episodes. Um, and I'm stoked. I was so excited when you asked me to be on this. It's a dream I know, come true. I was true. so keen when you were keen. <laughs> I, uh, we've been chatting for like half an hour now because, you know, off the air, as they yeah. say. But um, so hopefully we'll try and I'll try and ask some questions I've already asked because I was just so intrigued by what's been happening. <laughs> because we've been waiting for Bradley. And I'm going to give, I've got, I'm going to call Brad out here. I'm pretty sure he's asleep. So Brad, when you hear this editing, just let us know. Maybe insert something. Insert like a, a tick noise or a bat barrel if you were asleep. All right. I can't wait to hear that. All right, Caitlin, what's been happening? Eat your heart out, world. Have you been like able to keep busy since no shows? Because you guys played a lot of shows. We did. We, yeah, back in the uh, the good old days of shows, we did used to play mm. a few. But um, yeah, we kind of like when COVID first, you know, came around um we did kind of chill out for a bit we didn't really do much for a few months um just kind of took a bit of a sabbatical which was which was all right um and then we did play a couple of shows last year like the um seated you know covid safe sort uh, of yeah. ones which were definitely a different vibe still had heaps of fun um just playing where were them. they at so we did I think we did two different ones in Sydney around the end of last year. And then we did one in Wollongong and one in Newey. And the Newey one especially was so sick. We played at um, the new small ballroom, 48 Watt Street, which is like... Oh, the church. Yeah, the church. It was beautiful. Yeah. It looked it's so nice, cool. It's nice, hey? Yeah. Mm. Um, looked really, really cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Just like... We didn't really play Newey that much before anyway, so like getting to play Newey was just really cool. Um, and yeah, and so then the last couple of months we have kind of really buckled down getting into writing our new album, which we will be recording sometime soon. Ooh. Not going to say... Recording so- <laughs> in Australia, yeah. I presume. Yeah, kind of hard to As opposed to the go- last one. Yes, Um Honestly. Even though we just spoke about it before, can you just go through what you told me about recording the last album in America? Yeah, so we recorded the last one in LA. Um, we did a five-week tour, and then we had about three days off, and then we went straight into just under six weeks of recording in LA. 
um, <laughs> which was very full on and it was super intense because we did like a lot of writing in the studio. Um, it was over Christmas and New Year's as well. So we were kind of just all together in this Airbnb. It was like a really sad Christmas, but <laughs> it was like, it was fun, but it was, it was a stressful time. But um, yeah, this one's going to be a bit different because obviously going overseas is like pretty much out of the question. Um, so we will be recording in Australia, but that's also exciting. So mm. yeah. Have you been able to plan like any long-term like tours or shows at all? Um, that sort of stuff's kind of just starting to happen now, like getting into what the next, like what the touring and stuff will be like once the album's recorded, because mm. ideally we'll have some new music out this year, hopefully. Um, so yeah, that's sort of being sorted out now. We've got nothing like locked in currently. It's all still getting getting worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it'll be fairly hard to plan that kind of stuff at the moment, especially yeah. the big tours. Um, speaking of tours, I told Tom from the Moving Stills last week that they're like the hardest working band. I reckon you guys are probably probably also up there with them because <laughs> I was just looking. I was going through like all the on um your instagram like highlight of tours i was like oh, jesus yeah. christ you played some good tours as well <laughs> yeah um because like you play with like some of the biggest pop punk band or punk bands in the world i was gonna ask which one out of like all the tours and bands you played with were you like the most stoked when you found out you were supporting well it was actually the one that didn't happen so we were meant to support jimmy eat world right when covid <sighs> kicked off literally the week that like COVID you know came to Australia and everything like shut down that was the week we were meant to play a handful of shows with Jimmy Eat World and they were like on my bucket list like for years Mm. when our agent was like yeah like we've got the Jimmy Eat World shows like it was the most stoked I've ever been so that that was that was the one for me and unfortunately was was taken away from us pretty sure me and adam were going to go to the brisbane show we were yeah. going to fly because we didn't get tickets to was it it was download i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah they were was playing it? download yeah and, and we were supporting them on their side shows yeah yeah we were going to go to brisbane because we we're like we gotta see jimmy <laughs> yes did you guys do i remember correctly did you guys used to cover sweetness yes we did uh, and we used to do it so terribly i'm so sorry jimmy well <laughs> <laughs> i reckon i've said this before but i reckon that might be like my favorite song ever it definitely is up there for me like um let it happen off chase this light is actually my favorite is that the last song or my heaps no i think it's chase this light is an album that i am not all i'm not around yeah i need to get into way more definitely like obviously bleed american is like the number one go-to like if i was ever going to recommend someone to listen to jimmy world like bleed american would be it but I, I do like Chase This Light. Like, it's definitely up there. Let It Happen is the second song on the okay. record. Yeah. So right. the first three songs on that album, like, absolute bangers. Big Casino? Is yeah. that on that one? Yeah, Big Casino is the opener, then Let It Happen, <laughs> and then yeah. Always Be, which is always oh, uh, okay. also one of my favorites, yeah. I got to dig into it. I got to. Yeah. Di- that's, like, the one that I just have not listened to because Clarity is probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah, Clarity is a good one as well. And then, yeah, Bleed American is a classic. Yeah. Um, Cool. We should get into the albums that we're doing today. Yeah. Tiger's Jaw, Spin, and Better Oblivion Community Center. Uh, what made you pick these two? 
Because I thought it was a bit like, I was expecting like a couple of classic pop punk albums. Then you chose these two. And I was like, hell yeah. I did think about going the classic pop punk uh, route. But then honestly, like a lot of the ones that I would have chosen, like my first thought honestly was that I really wanted to do A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. But like, of course right. that had already been done. <laughs> like, of course it had. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty um, early on too. And it was with Cork Tree, right? Which is like, yeah, I would have done that exact pairing. Mm. That was like it, my it, first thought was that. It was that was like when we came up with the podcast. We're like, that's that's happening yeah, early on. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I did think about it, and I kind of like thought about some classic pop punk, but I honestly just love Tiger's Jaw. Like, I kind of realized like last year that they are probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, <laughs> just a, a moment of realization. It did. I was like, wait, I listen to this band all the time. They like are definitely one of my favorites, and then. I only got into Phoebe Bridges like late last year and then I like obviously got into Better Oblivion Community Center at the same time because it's one of her mm. projects. Um, and yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, I've just, I've just been heaps into that kind of stuff lately and obviously Tiger's Jaw put out their new album as well, which is also amazing. Um, is this your favorite Tiger's Jaw album? Yeah, I would say so. I really do like the new one as well. Like it's a They're, very close contender, and the yeah. the old like the older ones, like the self titled and stuff. Obviously, they're so consistent. They are. That's like, consistently yeah. like they're not one of like, you know, the biggest bands like mainstream wise no. in that scene. Like compared to like I don't know, they don't sound like like I don't know Turnover. They're a basement story so far. All those bands, but they're just so consistent. Every album has just got solid, solid pop like. Kind of I agree. Like, they just know how to write a song. Like, they're mm. just so good at writing songs. It's ridiculous. Because uh, I read for this album, this was the first one that Brianna wrote songs for. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. So, because obviously she always, like, sung the harmonies and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, th- this is the first one. I read that as well where she actually wrote songs and obviously sings as, like, the... Like the, like the main vocalist, yeah, yeah, which I thought was so cool. And I think that's part of why this one is my favorite because, like, I love her voice and I love when she is, like, the main as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, sick. Um, cool. I'm going to run through some facts of these. Usually I have way more, but I, for some reason I could not find anything on Tiger's <laughs> Jaw. Um, so they're from Scranton. Are you an Office fan? Yes. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I read that, I was like, damn, yes. an actual band from actual Scranton. Scranton, PA, the home of Michael Scott. Yeah. Um, at the time of this album, they were just the two-piece, Ben Walsh and Brianna Collins. Yeah. Pretty sure they have other permanent members now. I think so. I think I'm just they going do. off that purely because, like, their profile photo, there's, like, four people. Yeah, I think that after this, after Spin, I think they had, like, some touring members who have now become permanent members, mm. I think, because it's the same people. Like, I'm pretty sure the drummer and, I guess, like, the bassist or... That would make sense. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. That's usually how it goes as well. The drummer and the bassist are the the rotating yeah. members, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I assume they're permanent members now because I'm pretty sure they're on the new album as well, so... Okay, cool. This was their fifth studio album released on the 19th of May 2017 by Black Cement Records. I looked up this record label. Have you looked this up before? I have read about it before. Is it like, it was like Will Yip, his yeah, label? But yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's only released like two albums. This one and um, the singer of Citizen 
Matt. Oh, uh, yeah. His, like, Matt, side. Yeah. Side pro- solo project. Yeah. And I couldn't find any other albums, and this was 2017, so I, was, I didn't know what the go was there. Because then, but, yeah, because then Tiger's Jaw moved to Hopeless. I yeah, think. they're on yeah. Hopeless now. Which I, I just thought they were on Hopeless the whole time. Is their new album um, a bit more Hopeless Records-y? No, it's still definitely, like, along the lines of this album. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it definitely feels like a direct continuation of this album to me. Like, yeah, it's right. still 100% Tiger's Jaw. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, I, I thought that was interesting. They went to Hopeless. Yeah. Um, yeah, sweet. So, it was produced by Will Yip. We've mentioned him before like four or five times because yeah. he's done pretty much everything ever. Have you ever had any work done by Will Yip? No, we haven't. Um, there you go. We'd love to. Like he's definitely, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely like. He's the guy. He's, in, like, he's the man. Yeah. So we'd love to we, work with him in the future. Yeah. Because we mentioned him recently on the Story So Far Basement episode. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure might have mentioned him when we did Wonder Years as well. Yeah. That would probably make sense. Or maybe Turnover. Definitely um, turnover, yeah. Yeah, and there was three singles: Guardian, June, and Escape Plan, all freaking killer tracks. Bangers. Uh, Better Oblivion Community Center formed 2018. So it's Phoebe Bridges and Connor. How do you pronounce his last name? I think it's Oberst. Oberst. Connor Oberst. Yeah. Uh, from Bright Eyes. Yeah. That's his like main project. I'm pretty sure there's like a hundred other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going through a list. I was like, damn, he's busy. Um, this is their debut album released. 24th of January 2019 by Dead Oceans. Um, Phoebe Bridges and Bright Eyes are both on this label, funnily enough. And then also Alex Leahy is on Dead Oceans. Yeah. Uh, It was produced by the two of them as well as Andy LaMaster, who I was going through his, like, credits. He just seems to be um, Conor O'Burst's, like, personal producer. Right. He's worked with him on everything. Okay. A few other things, but I really couldn't, like, make note of anything else. Yep. There was only one like official single, Dylan Thomas, because I think they kind of dropped the album unexpectedly or randomly. I think so, yeah, because I, I, like, as I said, I only got into it last year, so I didn't actually get into it when it first dropped, but I think mm. I saw that as well. Yeah, they just kind of were like, surprise, here's our Which I always album. love. Yeah, which is sick. Like, like If you yeah. have the, you know... The clout existing, to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so all for it, especially when, like, massive bands do it. I remember when... Radiohead just deleted everything and then the next day they had an album. I was like, that's that's just what you should do. If you're yeah. the biggest band, you should just do that. Yeah. Um, This charted pretty decently. It was 23 in the US and 76 in the UK, which is pretty good for Damn, an album, like, yeah. out of nowhere. Um, Also, Ben Walsh of Tiger's Jaw has writing credits on Big Black Heart. Did you know that? I, okay, yes. I read about this the other day, just purely by yeah. accident. I've, oh, really? I I don't even know how, like... I, I don't know. I was looking at something. It might have been on Reddit or something like that. Yeah. And someone was like, Tiger's Jaw is credited on Better Oblivion. And I was like, what? I was like, that's such Pretty a weird random. connection. And then I looked further into it. I don't know if you read this as well. It's because Phoebe Bridges is a fan of Tiger's Jaw. And she felt like um, that song, like that she stole the riff from Tiger's Jaw accidentally. So she was like, I'm going to credit them because I feel like I've, like, stolen the riff. So it's just, then, yeah. Oh, so he didn't actually no, work with them. didn't actually work with them. She was just a fan of them and then was like, oh, my God, I've accidentally stolen this riff from them. What? What? That is crazy. I know, right? 
I thought there must have been like some massive like six degrees of separation and they they found each other working together. Because I was going to say like he doesn't sing on it. No. He doesn't like do anything. And it's just that one song. Oh, that is... That's like the most fun fact I've heard on the show so far. It's a pretty fun fact. And even just like imagine being like finding out that Phoebe Bridges is a fan of your music. Mm. That would be... And gave you writing credit. And gave you a writing credit. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that's so good. Does that mean he would like get paid for that? I guess, yeah. However, that works. That's a pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty uh nice move on her behalf. Definitely. Cool. Oh, that's all I got for the little facts. Let's uh get into Smash for these. We kind of mentioned it before, but I reckon the best thing about both these albums are the constant vocal harmonies like the yes. mix between male and female voices it just hits so different it really does that i think that's why i'm like obsessed with them because just love you know a good harmony um and yeah it really just does it just hits different when there's just like the two different yeah. voices and it's just like a constant harmony like there's just something about it, it just gets i don't think it would work well with all singing types it's like dueling together but both on both albums, like both all four singers, they just work so they they like they're not like a yin and yang. Actually, Phoebe Bridges and Connor are kind of are because she's got that like soaring kind of soothing vocals and yeah. he's just like super calm yeah. in the background. But on the Tiger's Jaw album, they're kind of similar in a way. One's just like higher pitched, and it's just so nice. Yeah. It's they just mesh so well together. Yeah, it just works so well. It's it, yeah, they just have something special. Their voices are just like made to to work together it's great and i love it that it just it, it's not like just in choruses it's like the whole time like it in a verse it will have this killer harmony yes i love that it's honestly mm. yeah i think it's why i gravitate towards it so much because it just just draws you in and you're like damn it i just want to hear more of these harmonies <laughs> yeah well I and mean, you said it before when she, um what's the singer from tyler's you're saying brianna collins when she sings like by herself it still like rips. Yeah, it's so good. I yeah, I love the. What songs, songs does she sing? Is it June? June. She sings on? Yeah, June and um, I think the other one is Brass Ring. There's definitely another. Yeah, 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 Brass Ring. Yeah. Because June was one of the singles. That's like pretty sick. That f- I don't know if she wrote that. Is that one that she? I think she. Yeah, I think she did write that one. Yeah. That's really cool then as well. Yeah. That's like one of her first tracks. Cause that song is so good. Okay, Escape Plan, the fourth track. Oh. That is such a good song. That was actually uh, the first one I heard off this album. I remember we were on tour and someone put it on in the van. They were like, oh, Tiger's Jewel put out a new album. And they put on Escape Plan and I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how have I not listened to this yet? And that song mm. got me hooked. Because that starts with like the the key acoustic and like the, the keys and then just builds up and that chorus hum, that chorus vocal is so so catchy and fat yeah it's such a good hook oh. it's so good the there's parts on the tiger's joy album where their vocals just soar like absolutely rip so hard obviously on the um better oblivion community center album phoebe bridges just does like for most of the time but I didn't. Ex- I didn't know that the Tiger's Jaw singers just ripped it that hard in some points, like on Escape Plan. Yeah, yeah. They sometimes they just like because obviously a lot of it is kind of like more chill, mm. but sometimes they really do just like hit it, and there's just like yeah, a massive soaring vocal part, and you're just like, damn, just gets you right in the in the soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
I think that was like my favorite part of the out of the spin um, was when they kind of went for it because I don't know. My only qualm with it was like some of the music, not the vocals, get kind of like samey, like with the mm. drum beats and like chord progressions. Yeah. But the vocal melodies differ so much in each song that it it still gets like a a pass on that on that front. Yeah. Because um. I don't know. With both albums, it felt like I'd heard these before. I, I definitely had, like, skimmed through Spin. But it felt like after one le- le- listen, I knew every song. Like, I knew all the hooks. I was like, damn, that's really nice. And it was like, they're riddled with, like, these original vocal hooks. But they just stayed so fresh in my brain. I don't know, I don't know how. But yeah, I totally agree. I think that this album, like, they really just, like, nailed the hooks. Because, like, obviously that's what you want. Like, you want someone to listen to it once and be like damn like these hooks are embedded in my brain Mm. whereas like the better oblivion album some of the songs i think have really good hooks but it's kind of like the opposite i feel like it took me quite a few listens to be like oh yeah i remember that song now there's a lot yeah there's a lot more like musical breaks mm. in that album that are still like really like i don't know intriguing yeah but but um but then when the vocals do come back in though they do like really go hard they, they sometimes they're like quite tear-jerking like the lyrics they have really good songwriting i don't know if yeah. you know this everyone but they're really good at writing songs like <laughs> damn like some of the lyrics are just so good like they're kind of like i don't know I, I was reading i was trying to read about what all the songs are about but because the, they're all about such like um complicated and like all about different things and i was like damn this is kind of overwhelming but yeah one of the tracks um is it i don't know how to pronounce it is it chesapeake yeah chesapeake i think that's how you say it i don't yeah. know how to but like all about like the music industry and like different artists like falling from grace and then it mentions it says sweet child of mine and it's like a little little reference to like guns and rose i was like damn that is that's smart that's really good songwriting yeah i feel like um Phoebe Bridges and Conroy Burst as well, I guess. Like, both of their styles, I guess that's why it works so well together. Like, it seems like the way they write lyrics is almost kind of like sort of a stream of consciousness kind of thing where they just kind of like just let it flow out. You know what I mean? And they just kind of like, it just kind of goes in like all these weird like dark places, but they just kind of go with it and end up telling like some wild dark story but yeah it's such an interesting way of of writing lyrics and it's very like I don't know how to explain it like <clears throat> it's very like real like I feel like they don't really use that many like metaphors and stuff mm. but it's like do, it's still when you write lyrics do you like um like who are you influenced by like lyrically do you as a vocalist and like songwriter, do you get influenced by specific <clears throat> like um, songwriters, or is it more just like the band and the style how they? Um, I yeah, I think I do. Like, I think Tiger's Jaw definitely, mm. like recently as well, has been like a pretty big like lyrical influence because I feel like they do metaphors and stuff. Like, they create like really beautiful imagery. Yeah. I feel like with their metaphors and like just the way they use words, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of anyone specific. I'll kind of just listen to like a lot of random stuff. And I love um, reading lyrics and seeing how they look like 
on the page. Yeah, it's so different. It's so different, I think. Just doing this podcast and like... Like last week we did Jet and Oasis, who are... (laughs) They don't really have like the strongest lyrics when you just read them, but then when you put them up with like their just like straight rock and roll music, you're like, ah, it fits, it's all good. It works, yeah. But like if you read it, it's... You're like, oh, this is pretty, pretty trash. But like with these lyrics you read, you're like, oh, yeah, these are good. Like, yeah, these, it's these like make poetry. sense and they're telling a story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I love reading lyrics that like could just like stand alone as like a piece of writing, like a poem yeah, or something. Yeah, a like, poem. Yeah, mm. which is I guess what, not that I think I'm very good at it at all, but that's kind of what I try to go for. Like I like it to look nice on the page. As yeah, well as I like sound that. Good. I like yeah, that. yeah, I like that vibe a lot. Um, Dylan Thomas, the single, was that song huge? Because I definitely heard that song. I think it must week. have been because I feel like I had heard it before I started listening to this album as well. I guess because, as you said, like it charted. Um, yeah, it probably got played on Triple J. I can definitely say that. Happened. Yeah, it was definitely like, the most poppy, kind of um, accessible track i think definitely yeah it's a bit of like a it's a bit of like a red herring like you hear Mm. it and you're like oh okay so the whole album's gonna be like this and then it's like (laughs) oh no (laughs) it's a lot sadder than this song (laughs) i actually funny you say that i expected the album to be way more somber okay because the opening track didn't know what i was in for is that acoustic yeah and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm in for a, <laughs> I'm in for a slow, slow little week here." But then, like, Sleepwalking Dylan Thomas pick up pretty yeah. fast paced. Not fast paced, but like a bit more, like sonically, there's a bit more going on. So I was like, in- immediately got into it after that. But some of the back tracks, like, I'm gonna get into it later. But My City, that song is so good. Like, yeah. it, it kind of stays at like the same kind of level, but the, the there's like that guitar line that just stays through the whole song. Yeah. And it's so catchy. I think they're just really good at putting in like little things like that that just kind of like, yeah, just go through the whole song and like you kind of don't mm. even notice at first, but then you're like, damn, that was, I don't know. How do you even write? I don't know how people write good instrumentation and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I feel like the first few times I listened to the album, I kind of only listened to like the first half and then I was like, why do I keep doing this? Like, I need to listen to the back half as well. I do that all the time, though. Yeah, you just kind of, like, put half of it on and then you, you know, get distracted or whatever. But uh, the back half is just as good. Um, mm. Yeah. Sometimes the shuffle method has to be used to, to hear all the songs. You have to put it on shuffle. Definitely. I hate doing it, but sometimes yeah. it just has to come out. Sometimes it feels wrong because you're like, you know, they chose this order of this for a certain reason, but... <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, you end up missing, like, the last five songs of the album. That would actually be one thing that I'd... Another, like, little thing about the Spin album. I think you can shuffle it really easily, mm. which usually I don't like. I like having a good, like, um, track listing that kind of ties the album, like, kicks the album off and then ties it together at the back end. Whereas, like, most of the songs in there, you could probably put in any position. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I feel like... I definitely feel like when I listen to the Tiger's Jaw album, like I do often listen to it out of order. And yeah, it does still totally work because I feel like it's such a, I guess as you were saying before, like not that the songs all sound the same because they all have super memorable hooks and stuff, but like 
they all have such a similar vibe because like yeah. Tiger's Jaw have just nailed down their sound so well that you can mm. really like listen to it out of order and it still sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I definitely, that's kind of what the vibe I got. It's not like a bad thing. It's just not, you know, I like albums that are, feel like um, a body of work kind of thing as opposed to like an album of singles. I agree. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, sick. Do you want to get into these little segments? Yes. Yeah, let's do All it. All right. Let's do it with Get Inked. Get Inked. All right. We're going to make some tattoo designs from these lyrics or these albums. And you're going to go first, Caitlin. What do you got for me? Okay. <laughs> um, this was actually really hard. <laughs> Oh, I, you shouldn't have put too much time in it because I tell you right now, we don't. Well, okay. So. I didn't put that much time into it. So I'm okay, glad good to, hear. to know um, that I did the right thing. So I feel like when I was thinking about Better Oblivion Community Center, um, one of my favorite lyrics by them is the um, fake it at least until you make it. That ghost is just a kid in a sheet. Because when you think about it, it's actually really heavy. Like it's saying that yeah. we're all going to die and he's just pretending to be a ghost, but one day he will be a ghost. Um, what's that song? What's that, um, what song that's is that from? That's Dylan Thomas, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I hope yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah. I can hear the lyric in my head. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely Dylan Thomas. So yeah, it's... The tattoo idea is just just like a just a ghost like you know just a classic like kid in a halloween costume yeah ghost but then i guess you could get the lyrics around it as well so that it, it makes more sense but yeah i like it it's like not that exciting but i was like it could be at least it could actually be a tattoo it could be an most of ours tattoo. are never tattoos <laughs> most of ours are like murals did you have one for tiger's jaw um the one for tiger's jaw that i thought of is like, I don't know if it could be executed well at all, but <laughs> I was thinking um, the... Oh, my God. Now I can't even think of what song it's from. It's the lyrics that's like, fragile mind will break into a thousand parts. Why is my brain not working on what song it's from? But... It's all right. What's the tattoo? Yeah, so the tattoo is like a skull. You know, like in Avengers... Um, it's from Escape Plan. Escape Plan, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, from is it Avengers like Infinity War when Thanos like dissolves half the world and they all kind of like float away in like the weird little like flakes. Yeah, yeah. I just pictured like a skull <laughs> like cracking into like a thousand parts, but it's kind of like floating away like the people oh, dissolving. Yeah, I like it. In the that's Avengers, very, that's gonna be like our first Avengers style tattoo. <laughs> And that's really good. What a great movie. Yeah. I don't know how I haven't actually done that before. Um, I like it. They were, they were both good because they're both good because you can actually get them as tattoos, whereas mine, you can't. So mine from Tiger's Jaw, it's also from Escape Plan. It's, um, okay, so the line is, I put it all on the line, would you be my escape plan? The chorus line. Yep. Um, so, you know, in Prison Break where the dude, see, I didn't watch the Prison Break, so I don't know his name, but the main character like gets the tattoo over all his body of the pr- of the prison like so he knows how to escape 
No, I did not know that. <laughs> I've also never watched Prison Break, but... Okay, well, it's all good. Okay. I'm hoping anyone listening will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but so it's just like a huge full body tattoo. Like a map? Like, like a map of the prison? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. pretty much what he has. But I'm getting just like, I don't know, all over my body, like the lyrics from the album and like the artwork. Yeah. And if I run out of... And if I don't fill up the space, then I'll just get like a couple of prisons on there as well. Yeah, so nice. Break. Just yeah. random prisons. Yeah. As I said, probably not going to get that as a tattoo. Uh, then from Better Oblivion, um, from the song, is it Chesapeake? Yeah, we said that before. Chesapeake. Could be wrong. Who cares? A smattering of applause, a silver moon, and a cover song. Um, I just thought of like the most covered song at like a, a Sunday outdoor bar venue. And I thought of Amy Winehouse, Valerie. <laughs> so it's a tattoo of Amy Winehouse uh, sitting on like a crescent moon. Just oh, like I love that. chilling. Yeah, even you would think it's an Amy Winehouse song tattoo, but <laughs> yeah. no, it's a Better Oblivion community center. It goes deeper tattoo. than you initially think. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's actually so funny that you say that about Valerie, because like it a hundred percent is like the most covered song. I did it for my HSC, oh, and really? I feel like I know like four other people that also did it for their HSC. <laughs> but that's different though. But like, I come it, on, yeah. If, if people still playing that track every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. It's it's a I think it's a bit done. I think it might be done that song. And it's not even an Amy Winehouse song. Yeah, isn't it a cover? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cover. Damn. Okay. Well, if anyone's listening and still covers it, please don't. <laughs> okay, stop covering stop it. Stop right. now. Yeah. <laughs> Put down the guitar. All right, let's do the ad. <laughs> All right, we're adding uh one song each from each album. Your favourite song from each album. What did you pick? My favourite song from Better Oblivion Community Centre album is Dylan Thomas. Yeah, um, me too. I had that too. Yeah, it's just an absolute <laughs> banger. Like, there's a reason it was the lead single. Yeah. Um, and it was really hard to choose for Tiger's Jaw because Escape Plan is definitely up there, but I think... Yep. I'm going to go with Guardian. Okay, yeah. That, I think that was the lead single as well for them. Oh, true. Yeah, okay. Damn, I'm yeah. just a basic surface-level <laughs> yeah. lead single. Nothing deeper here. Yeah. That Yeah, that song's really catchy though. Um, I actually had Favourite, the second song on the oh, album. Yeah, nice. Like the two-minute straight to the point, And that chorus looks so good. Yeah, it is a really I've had that in my head all week. Um, cause you said Dylan Thomas, I'll say my city. I mentioned it before Yeah. for better oblivion, but it kind of like stays at the same level the entire song besides that big crescendo at the end. But, um, the meddling guitar line that runs throughout, it's so like endearing. I love it so yeah, much. It's, um, it's got you. It's really, yeah. Yeah. They're easily nice. my favorite too. Cool. Let's do our new segment, which could, we really haven't figured out yet. <laughs> Band name generator. Uh, also, he's not here, but I will give a shout out to Brad because Brad makes these little um, our segment themes, and we don't hear him before because he does it at like midnight the night before it gets released. And Brad, you killed it! I love it. Sounds great. Um, okay, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> this one was also really hard. Um, just yeah. Sorry, I didn't really give you too much. No, too much to work it's, with. It's totally fine. Um, so I was thinking for Better Oblivion, 
Um, the song title, Big Black Heart. I don't know <laughs> why, but I picture this with like a glam rock, like a glam metal kind of okay. band. Steel Panther. Yes, like pretty Tart. much. Yeah, Steel Panther, but they're called Big Black Heart. And I don't know why, but yeah, that's just what I first imagined. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. That's that's pretty much all I... What would their debut album be called? Oh, um... Big Black Heart presents <laughs> Love Me One Way and Don't Look At Me The Other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big Black Heart. Have you... Still Panther, like... They gotta be the most washed up band I've ever seen. Yeah. They're still doing they're still doing the eighties. I guess it <laughs> the, works the for 80s them because that's like kind I of suppose. their I guess because it is the gimmick. But yeah. I w- I was a fan of them. Like I thought it was pretty funny when I was younger. And I guess but, some of it's still kind of funny now, but a lot of it I'm like, mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean <laughs> Are they taking the piss? They are, like with, yeah. Okay. It's like that's fully good satirical. It's like all a a gimmick but okay well that's makes it way better yeah it would be absolutely horrendous if that was all <laughs> legit they i don't they would have been cancelled a long time ago <laughs> yeah that's what i was yeah that's what i thought um okay so my band name is actually a solo artist okay so dylan thomas is <laughs> i've wrote out his like biography yeah so if he gets a gig this is what he'd say okay dylan thomas is a 32 year old solo artist who got his big break in 2014 by finishing in eighth spot on that year's X Factor competition. Um, after that, he was lucky enough to record and release his debut EP, Big Four Track, through Sony, where he had no input in any of the songwriting and was forced to do a national tour performing at every Westfield around the country. <laughs> after that, after that, he split with Sony and he self-recorded his debut record, Sunlight and Sickness, and he's changed his name to Kid Thomas, inspired by Kid Cudi and Kid Rock. Um, that's Dylan Thomas. <laughs> oh, man. That was so much better than mine. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Usually the way this goes is like, I'll put way too much effort into these little things. And then um, Brad will put no effort into it. And then Adams will just be super whack and crazy and probably the funniest one. <laughs> but really, all we need is the band name and the fact that you gave us Big Black Heart, Still Panther vibe. I think that works too. <laughs> yeah. I oh man, Dylan Thomas, your guy. You can you can catch Dylan Thomas performing on the streets of Byron Bay, no <laughs> shoes and like what are those big shirt oh what are they called? Like the fuck, I'm cooking it. I'm not gonna remember, but just like one of those ragged he's worn it way too many days. Mum hasn't done his washing in a while kind of shirts. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like it's probably like offense branded or something. Yeah. Definitely. But like super, super ripped. Uh, cool. Another great successful band name generator segment. <laughs> there we go. Off season four is on a high. Um, all right, we got one more segment. Let's do it. Two truths and a lie. Now, we'll see how well this works with only one person. We haven't done this before, but I'm going to say three. Actually, you will probably get these. I, we'll I how- do. I'm definitely a person that does, like, a weird amount of research on, like, yeah. anything I'm remotely interested in, so... All right, you're going to get these, and it's going to be the worst segment of all time. <laughs> so, I've got three... <laughs> how well do you know Phoebe Bridges and all of her side projects? Excluding mm. this one, obviously. Uh, I don't know. I could, I could be... I could be fooled. All right. 
We'll see. So I've got three bands that she's played in. you got to pick which one I made up. Okay. All right. So number one, she sung in a band called Chandler's Mistake. Number two, she played bass in a band called Sloppy Jane. And number three, she played guitar and sung in a band called Einstein's Dirty Secret. Oh, my God. So which one's a lie? Chandler's Mistake, Sloppy Jane, or Einstein's Dirty Secret? Have you heard of any of these I before? have not heard of any of these. Awesome. <laughs> um... <sighs> Talk to me. What are you thinking? Mm, <laughs> I'm feeling like Sloppy Jane sounds real. Mm. Um, and... Was the first one Chandler's Mistake? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one was Einstein's Dirty Secret. <laughs> That's my favourite one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to... Okay. I'm going to say that Sloppy Jane is the lie. Really? you changed? I've changed. I've backflipped completely. Okay. Okay, so... She did play guitar in a band called Einstein's Dirty Secret. She guitar and sung, actually. She did not play in a band called Chandler's Mistake. <laughs> Sloppy Jane is true. God damn it. That was my other... That was... Yeah, I was going between those two. Yep. She played bass in a band called Sloppy Jane. Which uh. is, I think they're still a band. I think that might be still kicking it, Sloppy Jane. True. But um, I'm not sure how she long played, how long she played in it for. Yeah, I made up Chandler's mistake when I was doing this. Friends was on in the background. I was gonna I'm like, say, actually, I... no, Friends wasn't on. Scrubs was on. Have you ever watched Scrubs? I have many years ago. I haven't watched it recently, but I did watch it all at one point. Yeah. The actor who played Chandler was on an episode of Scrubs, ah. and that's why I thought Chandler's mistake. Because I was yeah. gonna say, I was like, that sounds like a Friends reference, which is yeah. why I was like, <laughs> it could be real. And then Sloppy Jane sounds like Spacey Jane and they're quite relevant at the moment. Yeah. So that could have been... Einstein's Dirty Secret. I was never making that one up. No, that's, that's why I, immediately I was like, that's real. That's, yeah. that's like... I'm not funny enough to make that one up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Let's do... We've got to rate these albums out of 10. Um, out of 10 what though? Because we don't just rate it out of 10. We've got to give them something special. So let's do out of 10 escape plans for Tiger's Jaw because we've mentioned that a hundred times. And then out of 10, uh, Big Black Hearts for Better Oblivion. Yeah. You're going to go first. We're going to do Spin first. So what are you giving out of 10? I think that Spin is a 9 escape plans out of 10. Woo! I like it. Is this like one of your favorite albums ever? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is. It that warrants is. a 9 then? Yeah. Um... I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go eight. I was thinking like seven and a half, but we don't do halves, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to go eight because seven's too low. Um, It can't be any higher for me just because I said before, it's like kind of samey in little parts. Yeah. And I think if the vocal hooks weren't as strong, I would definitely get a lot of these songs like, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I totally agree. Yeah. But the really strong songs are super catchy and... um. I'll be listening to these a lot moving forward. Cool. So what's that? Eight plus nine. All right. What are you giving Better Oblivion Community Center out of 10? Big black hearts. I feel like for Better Oblivion Community Center, I am going to go with a 
seven. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I do really like the album, but as I said earlier, like a lot of the time I just kind of listen to half of it and then I don't yeah. really listen to the whole thing. Like, And it's not because it... Like the songs in the back end are obviously still really, really good. But I just like... I feel like sometimes it kind of just like loses me for a little bit mm. but i still think it's a really really good album and like i love the lyrics in it i think they're like absolute great storytelling um yeah the lyrics rock yeah I, um i'm actually gonna go eight i couldn't really split them i think this was really i really liked it because it just felt kind of fresh i don't know just to what i've been listening to and what we've been doing on the podcast and then just hearing this and hearing really detailed songwriting um with you know i don't listen to this music all the time so it kind of was like a nice uh breath of fresh air so i'm gonna go eight because i thought lyrically it was so strong and yeah i can't really split them so i'm going eight but that doesn't matter because spin wins this is the first time it's out of 20 so we got 17 out of 20 for spin beats 15 out of 20 I kind of thought Tiger's Jaw was going to get get the win yeah. on this one. Yeah, felt it felt it early on that Tiger's Jaw had this one, but... Um, when you like chose these two albums, did you know you were going to do these two? Did you pick Tiger's Jaw first? I can't remember if I asked that. Um, I don't think you did. So, yeah, I... Oh, yeah, because we were talking earlier how I did think about, like, you know, some pop punk and all that. Yeah. Um, and I did kind of <clears throat> pretty early on think, yeah, I definitely want to do like Tiger's Jaw because, as I said, they really are one of my favorite bands. Um, and then the more I was thinking about it, and I was like thinking about how I've been listening to heaps of Phoebe Bridges and like um, Better Oblivion Community Center and stuff, and I was like, yeah, to me they kind of like they're definitely very different albums, but to me they kind of give me similar vibes mostly just because of like the constant you know uh like harmonies and like the dueling vocals and all that that really just they they just sit in a similar space for me I suppose mm. um yeah so I kind of just to me like they are very similar albums but they're also super different I yeah because when you said them I thought they were gonna be super different but the more you actually look into it, they're pretty similar. Yeah. I think it's more just like the um, vocals, like the two, the male-female vocals. 100%. Lineups. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they kind of have a similar vibe. Like, there may be something you'd put on in a certain kind of mood. Like, I think the Tiger's Jaw overall is maybe a bit more upbeat. But yeah. the Better Oblivion Community Center, I guess, kind of does, like, both sides of it. Like, some of it's like very upbeat like Dylan Thomas and then some of it's very very sad whereas Tiger's Jaw's kind of just like in the middle um but I still feel like it's the kind of thing you'd put on when you're in a certain kind of mood like just chilling maybe a little bit sad a little bit sad just a little bit yeah a bad day yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah cool um awesome well thank you so much Caitlin for coming on and doing the the first ever one-on-one podcast episode i thought it was pretty fun i I had a good time yeah i thought it was great thank you so much for having me i'm so glad i could be part of this like historical historical landmark this will go down 
as a pretty pretty big moment in the podcast history. Yeah. I'm glad you're part of it. I'm so excited I could be part of it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, cool. Have you been going to man- many shows lately? No. There hasn't been really many shows to go. I, I reckon I've been to one I... since, like, COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, I can't even... I actually don't think I've been to any. Like, we've played, as I said, a handful. But I actually don't think I've been to any as a as a punter. Because I don't remember ever sitting in a seat and watching a band play. Yeah, because I've only really just gotten back to standing shows. Yeah. And I just don't know if that many bands have came through. No. And now, like, as we were saying before, like, I was, I was definitely going to go see Columbus. But if that's been postponed now... Mm, yep, Have shout to out to the legends in Columbus and Sly yeah. Withers on their tour if you want to go check them out, everyone. Uh, cool, let's wrap this up. The first ever one-on-one pod. I loved it. You can follow Caitlin on all the socials. What's your Instagram name, Caitlin? It is Kato is a potato. I knew it. I thought it was something to do with potato. <laughs> potato, enough. yeah. Love Classic. <laughs> and, of course, go check out Eat Your Heart Out. Uh, when do you reckon the album will be out? Ooh. A while. Um, I think you can definitely expect to hear some new music this year. Not not the whole album, because that would be a very quick turnaround. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> um, but definitely, yeah, definitely some new music this year. And then early, early-ish next year, new albums. See? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you heard it here first. Exclusive. All right. <laughs> We're wrapping this up again. I always going way too long at the ends but i think the good people love it also we should mention maybe it's a bit too early but we're gonna have some merch that's right and that's all i'm mentioning follow us on the socials at record reality you can hear it all right we'll see you next week love you all bye bye bye, bye.